Hey, uh, joining us now is uh, one of the really great play-by-play voices in the game, and he's on the comeback trail, uh, so to speak, and that is uh, Dave Sims, longtime broadcaster, and been with you've been with the M's now for how many years, Dave? Hey, Stan, uh, 12 years. This is uh, wow. year number 12. Where'd it go? How you guys doing? Good. We're doing great, and you know Craig Heist, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, hey, and, and George Wallace told me to tell you hello. <laughs> hey, beautiful. They go. Hey, Dave, this game will drive you crazy. Stephen Wright and Wade LeBlanc square off in Seattle uh, last weekend, which we know isn't the hitter's park that Fenway Park is. Wasn't the score one nothing or 2-1 to one last Saturday yeah, it night? Was one nothing. it was 1-0. It was a great game. Both of them pitched their tails off. Uh, uh, LeBlanc got into the eighth inning for the first time since 2011. Stephen Wright did a great job controlling our run game. And uh, it was a terrific game. And then they, they both come out last night just get tattooed, <laughs> and uh, and it, it was just it. Was, and you know the thing that was interesting. Both teams' game plan: first, second pitch. If it's if, it, if you can reach it, hit it and kill it. Yeah, that's what they did. I mean, we put up a four spot. They put up a five. And we built a ten-five lead. And Mike Flowers and I kept saying, yeah, so we've been doing this too long. And Mike played there at Fenway for years, <laughs> and we kept saying almost every half inning. Need more runs. Need more runs. You don't have to be a soothsayer. You don't have to be Karnak. You need more runs here. Come on. I, I feel really bad for Stephen Wright. He doesn't know what hit him. I just acquired him in a fantasy trade five, six days ago. That was Wright's that kiss, was, of, that death, was kiss right of death right there. <laughs> well, the knuckleball wasn't knuckling. I no, it was, it was not. Playing right on yeah. a tee, and you, know, you saw the two home runs and Nelly hit, and they were – I mean, combined, that had to have been 1,000 feet. I mean, it was unbelievable. But you know, and, uh, you know the thing about that knuckleball that he throws, uh, it, it reminds you uh, of, uh, who was it? Uh, Wilbur with, Wood. No, 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 Hoyt? no, no. Uh, pitch for the Mets and uh, oh, R.A. Dickey. Dickey's R. A. knuckleball. Yeah. Because it's a harder, a it's a harder knuckleball yeah. than most that you'll see. Yeah, but last night it wasn't. And yeah, it, no. He had the harder knuckleball. He had a little bigger MPH on it last week at our place. Yep. And last night, uh, I'm telling you, when we looked at those replays, I mean, it wasn't tumbling at all. It just came in flat with, you know, big hit me sign on it. So it's, uh, and uh, you know, the thing that you know, I heard you guys uh, on the lead in, I mean, uh, you know, bullpen blew a game last night. We blew a 5 nothing lead in New York. I mean, geez, you know, we're, what are we? I won four in this road trip and could easily be two and two. We're talking with Dave Sims, play by play voice of the Seattle Mariners. Dave, this season we had it in Baltimore a few years ago with Fred Manfra, who ran into some hip problems, I think, and then had a hip replacement that went wrong. What was your injury, and and how are you doing? I know you missed a good chunk of time for the first time ever. Yeah, I uh, this is my first road trip uh, since uh, getting injured in uh, in Minnesota on April sixth, and it was just a pickup basketball game. The schedule was weird. We Played the, I think yeah, it was a home opener for the Twins on a Thursday. Had Friday off, so our traveling secretary set it up. Uh, we were across the street from the Target Center, and they have a fabulous workout facility, obviously used by the basketball team there. So hey, come on over, let's play some hoops. And I said, nah, I'll just do my usual workout. Then I get over there, and everybody's ah, come on, you got to play. We'll just play a little bit. Oh, and played. And long story short, I took a pass turned to my right, went after about a half hour playing, took a pass, turned to my right, went down like I got shot. Who the hell tripped me? Dude, nobody touched you. <laughs> so I had, the, I 
at the apparition about 12 days later and uh, got out of the cast at the end of the month and uh, started back doing home series on a limited basis mid mid May. I did three innings of each game against Detroit. Then the next, you know, 10 game homestand, I did that entire homestand. This the next roadie, and here I am on this one. So how how you feeling it? The can. How are you They're feeling ready. at this point? And uh, you know, my my wife is sitting here. We're getting ready to have breakfast. She's a physical therapist, and she's made this trip back east. And uh, so I've had that. I've been getting therapy you know, back in Seattle twice a week, and I've been pretty diligent doing uh, doing what I'm told. The exercises given to me, and, and I'm walking. Last night was the first game I did uh, walk over to a ballpark without a cane. So that's great. That's well, we'll get a chance to see you on Monday. We'll have to evaluate. Absolutely. You. We'll have to evaluate yeah. you when you come through the door. Now, let's let's <laughs> hey, challenge hey, him to a do, game. Let's t- no, let's no, play a little say, hoops. No, 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 forty yard dashes and no hoops. <laughs> hey. The next hoop game I do will be a game I call in uh, in November. That's right. Hey, duh, duh, all kidding aside, before we talk a little Mariners baseball, uh, precisely, we're talking about hoops. You get the. Uh, the uh, honor, I call it an honor. Craig Heiss would probably call it something different. You do a weekly show throughout the year with uh, Mike Krzyzewski, Basketball and Beyond for XM Radio. Uh, what most impresses you about Coach K? Uh, he's prepared. He's smart. He's, he knows a wide range of things. You know, and if, he, if it's a topic or subject he's not real familiar with, he does his homework. And, you know, he's one of the icons in our sports business. I mean, we do the show usually right around the time of uh, Midnight Madness, like mid-October, we take it to right after the Final Four. And, you know, we have, and then we've had, well, we've had Belichick on a whole bunch of times because he keeps winning championships. We've had Nick Saban. We've had LeBron, Kobe, I mean, KD. Mm. And we have had, we have had everybody. Uh, we had uh, the late Mrs. Barbara Bush, who was a delight to have one. That was many years ago. She was terrific. Arnie Duncan. I mean, we, were, we run the gamut. We have CEOs and all kinds of stuff. So, it's been a lot of fun, man, and he's a good dude. We go back. We met in 77 when he was in Army. I was at the Daily News in New York, and and then I started, you know, doing a bunch of games, and then the serious uh, – actually, it was XM first before the merger. And um, they said, hey, would you like to do, you know, a radio show? Are you free to do it? And, and I said, basically – I said, yeah, and I basically – you guys are old enough to remember. I played George Fenneman. I basically – introduce him, inter- interact with him at the top of the show, and then let him do the interview, and then we put a wrap on it. Right. a little interaction, and we're done for an hour. I've always respected the man, but he coaches at Duke, so that's a demerit on my end. <laughs> well, yeah. hey, I, you remember, I get it. You guys are in the Maryland area. I mean, I get it. Yeah, get but, it. but you remember you remember the Xavier Duke final from a few years back? Oh, I was there, I think. Well, okay. Yeah. I never knew you could actually step on the baseline with less than two minutes to play in a tight oh, game yeah, that's right. and yeah. still keep possession of the basketball. Who was it? Uh, Thad Motto was the coach, yeah. right? At yeah. I remember that. Was that a that was a was that a, a regional final or a national semifinal? No, that was in uh, that was in the final. That was in Atlanta, right? Yeah. Wow, yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah. remember that play. Yeah, I remember that. But yeah, I think he deserved. Uh, I think he deserved it, Coach K. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Uh, All right. I think it was uh, who was it? Romaine Soto. Yeah, was uh, the top player for uh, for uh, what do you call it for Xavier? Yeah. yeah. Hey, Dave. The other night you had witness to something. Now I didn't see it, but I saw the afternoon game, the one which Paxton pitched uh, against Severino. You alluded to the fact, you and Mike Blowers, before the game started, you saw 
uh, and a bat that Nelson Cruz had against Araldis Chapman, where Chapman got <laughs> got four straight pitches over a hundred miles an hour, with the fastest being one oh four plus. Yeah, that's pretty sick. And you know, <laughs> if the Yankees get one more starter, they're going to really be tough to deal with. I mean, I, I have people tell me, ah, they can't do small ball. They're not built for small ball. They're built to hit the ball out of the yard. Yep. And yep. you got the tourist kid. You got that Duhart kid to go along with Judge and Stan. I mean, and then at the back end, Patanza seems to have found himself. Chapman's ridiculous. They got this Jonathan Holder. They got some few guys or new guys I hadn't even heard of. Yeah, and that's an impressive ball club. And they can throw you. they can throw David Robertson out there as well. Yeah, um, he's terrific. I, I know, but that you know the one thing I do notice though about Patances and Chapman is the fact that if they don't have their control, and this will happen on more than one occasion, that that back end can be had. But you I as say, an off, as an offensive said done. Right, I, I, I hear you, but I mean, you got. I talked to Kyle Seeger yesterday, and I said, "What about the chances?" I said, "The dude's six eight. He says, "Yeah, he's right on top of you when he finishes his, his, his yeah. motion." And he said, "You know, you know, that, you're talking a legit a hundred, hundred plus." And talking to Larry Rothschild and uh, Mike Harkey, Harkey's a bullpen coach, and you know, Larry's a pitching coach for the Yankees. They have fixed him in terms of he's been, he's able to uh, repeat his motion and shorten it up. And he is just ridiculous. You got him in the eight, like you said. You got Robertson in the seventh, the Tantas and Nathan Chapman in the ninth. That's going to be tough if they yeah. stay close to you know to their games. Boy, they're gonna, that's going to be a tough tough out. What about you guys? Uh, you playing at a very high level, and then you come east yep. playing the teams you got to beat, and you don't beat yep. them yet. Uh, where do you think your team's psyche stands right now? Well, wait till they well, get I, here. You know, they've, been, <laughs> they've been super. <laughs> they're super resilient. I give them credit. I want to see how they bounce back. Uh, this is uh, a five-game losing streak. They had a three-game losing streak earlier in the year, and had you know we lose Cano, and and you know they've thrived through it. Uh, they've been able to survive and, and get some things done. Hopefully uh, today Segura comes back from the rash or the infection he's got on his forearm. Uh, you know, it's when you look at the club, you got a couple soft toss and left handers and um, LeBlanc and uh, and Gonzalez, and they've survived to this point. Can they do it long term? I don't know. I mean, it, it, I know last week at the New York Post, Joel Sherman was speculating that the the Mariners and the uh, Yankees were hot after Jay Happ. Jay Happ would be a great addition to both ball clubs. We could really use them, and they've been with us before. So I, I think uh, Jerry Jerry Depoto is over. Does does Jerry have list would be a starter? Does Jerry have the ammo to go out and get a starter of uh, Hap's renown at this point? Uh, that, you know, I tell you what, our system is not as fertile as the Yankees right now. So uh, that would be a big that'd be a big give because Hap's in the, you know this is the last year of his contract, so it'd be you know it'd be essentially a rental. So in a tough spot, Jerry's going to Jerry and his crew would have to be as creative as they've ever been. We're, we're talking with Dave Sims. We'll just keep you a couple more minutes, Dave. Um, talk, talk to us a little bit about Nelson Cruz. We know him here in Baltimore. He played one year, had a fabulous year. The club offered three. He wanted four. The Mariners gave him the four. He's got to superseded what they could have expected out of him going into year four now. Well, I'm glad uh, he didn't get the – he didn't get the deal at your place yep. and that was a mistake because he is a high quality one of the highest quality guys i've met in the business and i've been doing this for a long time uh and for guys 37 38 years old i mean he's in fabulous condition 
and I think he's got definitely one more good year in him, and maybe even two. And hopefully, we're going to resign him soon. This is the last year of his deal, and uh, we'd be—I tell you what—I think we'd be dead in the water if we don't if we don't re-up him for next year because I don't see anybody else out there that's available that we can afford. Um, so I, I I have the highest regard for him. I really do, and I you know I've been doing football, baseball, basketball a lot of years, and uh, he's he's a top shelf guy. And man, I tell you what, prepares. He's smart. He's a leader, and he's in unbelievable shape. He can. I mean, he's a workout workout maniac. And 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 I I, I, <laughs> I told him I kept raving about him for the longest time, and we did a spring training thing. My wife was with me at, at the time, and she said, "Oh my God, you're right. He's he is the best." Let me ask you this. I, I, I didn't get a chance to cover the Orioles-Mariners series last year because it was one of the very few times during the year where both the Nationals and the Orioles were home at the same time. Uh, right. I was going to ask you, how's our girl Shannon Dreher doing? She's doing very well. Good. She's, you know, she's a stalwart on the beat. I mean, she's she's in there. She does uh, she does a pregame show. Well, I'd say five days a week now. Right. And uh, she does a hell of a job, and, and, and she knows her baseball. She, she took some took some hits. She was telling me, I don't know, guys used to give her a hard time when she started out, but I mean, she's part of the scene now. Yeah, has absolutely. That's been, been for a while. She is. She's one of the best around, and she, she's working up there in Seattle for uh, the ESPN radio affiliate up there and uh, does, does just a great job. And I was just asking because I'm looking forward to getting a chance to see her this weekend. Yeah, yeah, we'll be in. We get in Sunday night. Yeah. All right, Dave. Before we let you go, gotta ask you one question about the the guy who uh, uh, was thought of as the face of that franchise the past four years or so, Robinson Cano. Uh, yeah. is, is he allowed to be at the ballpark? Uh, I for, I forget the rules on that. What is the club's yeah. uh, feeling toward him right now? And uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, yeah, he clearly is allowed on premises because I was talking to Nelly about him, and I said, "Have you seen Robbie?" He said, "Yeah, he just left. He came in to work out before everybody else came in. Uh, he'll be in. You know, hopefully, he's got the hand. He's got to get that healed up, and he's eligible to come come back from the suspension on August 14th. And obviously, everybody was disappointed at what happened. And big blow. I mean, you've taken 287 out of uh, out of your your lineup and solid second base play. And, and and you know a leader on the club, and you know, it was extraordinarily uh, disappointing. You know what happened, but you know what? <laughs> when he comes back, we'll be glad to see him. Yep. And hopefully, we'll still be relevant in the race, and he can he can help uh, you know get us to the playoffs for the first time since the one. Yeah, but he's not eligible for the postseason then, correct? I know, but we'll take what we can get. We're yeah. Not, well, you, know. you know, one of the things <laughs> one of the things I said to Stan was everybody talked about when you guys got him from New York that. Maybe the power numbers and the production wouldn't be the same without that short porch at Yankee Stadium. But maybe after a, a, a year of adjustment, he's really turned in to be the, the, the exact same hey, kind of player he was. He, he's a valuable player, I tell you. You know, this injury notwithstanding, in a suspension, he can count on for 150 to 155 games. So he's, I mean, uh, until this happened, he was a layup Hall of Famer. I'm sure a lot of guys will hold that against him now, but uh, he's been a great piece of this ball club. 
I just feel good. It has nothing to do with my fantasy team, either his injury or his suspension. He's not. I hear you. That's why. That's one of many reasons why. Honest to God, Dave, it's the it's the kiss of death. If you're on Stan Charles's fantasy team, injury or slumps or anything like that are bound to happen. Seven deadly sins. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Hey, real. Hey, boys. Real. I gotta run here. I appreciate uh, it, Dave. Many thanks. All right. I'll see you guys on Monday. All right. There you go. Dave Sims, voice of the Seattle Mariners.